Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I was joined by Heather Mortimer Rutherford to chat about the fact she believes we will survive. Heather talks through some real hardships that have befallen her in her life, but how she always concentrated on that mindset, on what was around her, on the people around her, what her survival kit was, focusing on how she could get to where she wanted to be. Really interesting conversation. I hope that you enjoy. Heather, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much, Anne, for the invitation. So yeah. looking forward to it. Tell us a bit about you. Well, I was a single mum for 22 years. So this podcast I'm going to honour my two sons, Nathan and Liam, and my hobby for two years, Brian. Because if it wasn't for them in my life, I would never be the person I am today. Lovely. Okay. I wear a few hats. Um, I work for Keller Williams in the state agent in their productive coaching. My background is coaching. Property coach, business coach, landlord, the usual. I would never have had that. Great. So tell me then, Heather, what do you know for sure? We will survive, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I take from that is if you wake up, you get up. The reason for we will survive, um, part of my life story, again, back single mum for 22 years, loved everybody of it, but it was hard, pregnant, hubby left. And that time it was total black hole. Uh-huh. and think that was the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Yeah. Okay, when you're dealing with a divorce and this new baby and an 18-month toddler. But to be perfectly honest, it was an eye-opener for me because my brother died quickly right after that. And that was what made me think we need to survive no matter what. Uh-huh. Because that just big domino effects into everybody's life. My mum took cancer after it. My best pal died in childbirth and they were in their 30s. So within 18 months, my life had just completely fallen apart. Wow. Right? But I had to focus and I had to get myself back to where I wanted to be. Do you know what I mean? And I used to just say, we'll survive. Whatever happens today, we'll get through it, we'll deal with it. But mentally, it takes its toll on you. I am a great believer that there's a big garden angel out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a mentor or a coach or somebody will come into your world and help put you in the right direction. And that happened to me. And I refocus in education uh-huh. because... Two key things in my world were life's too short, okay? Uh-huh. Things happen you don't know. The phone call I got from Thomas changed my life. Mm-hmm. And the chat at the door that I got, my best pal died in childbirth. And I think that's made me the person I am today. Uh-huh. And see that yeah. when when you look back on that and it's like we need to get back to where we want to be, we need to focus you were young, you were a single mum, you had all these devastating, gosh, things happening, mm-hmm. Heather. What was it you think in you? Has that always been in you? Is it something you had to dig deep to find, that strength, that inner battle? I had to find, I had, I had to, to find, find the strength. I had to find the strength. I thought I was happily married seven years, everything was perfect. The usual, right? And when that happened, it made me realise, oh my goodness, and then things happened which were worse than that because everyone survived at that point. But when somebody's taken away from you and put in a box and cannot get out of that box, I felt I've got something to live for. Uh-huh. I can get up in the morning. I've got a choice. Uh-huh. Thomas never get a choice. Trisha never get a choice. So that was the, that was the problem with the goal in me. And then I worked out, well, what can I give the children? Well, financially, I had to obviously go to work because I get nothing for it, which is fine. But I wanted flexibility. I wanted to stop being that mum. So how was I going to juggle all this in 
<laughs> mentally. But again, it's like reaching out to your nearest and your dearest. Like my family were great. My mum was amazing. Although she still had that, she was great for the for looking after the boys and that. So that little support team I would call my power team now, me, really came together. And that's when you know the people nearest you will get you through that survival kit. Yeah. It's putting that survival kit together and saying mentally, I have to sort myself out. So again, it's about any female out there, you have to look after yourself. Yeah. You do. You have to get it because nobody's going to give you nobody's going to chat your door and say, there's a silver spoon. It doesn't happen like that, Anna. It oh, doesn't. I know. But education, I went back into proper education and started coaching people. Wasn't it great at telling my story? Because I wasn't, I don't know, I don't know if I was ashamed of it because my marriage broke down or I was just in a horrible place, but they coached me to talk about it. Uh-huh. And I've reached out to so many folk now. I just think, you know what? It's a horrible place you're in today. Tomorrow it will all be different. Yeah. See, when you reflect on that and the sadness and, oh, I mean, heartbreak around Thomas and Trisha, do you reflect anything around the gift that almost came to you from that heartache? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look at it, I was gifted to have they both. I was gifted to have the both of them in my life. But what I learned from my brother was he was an inspiration. He just got up and done. Okay, he suffered for dyslexic boy's life. But he just got up and thought, you know what? It has to work. I never, I was very more, would you say, more reserved. Aye. And then when I reflected on the two sides of the family, I thought, I just need to go out there and do this. Doesn't matter what people say about me. I just have to do what happens. And it was survival. That was what it was. It was about survival. It was like trying to piece it all together. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle. You don't know what you're doing, Anne. Aye. And then folks say, Heather, how did you survive? I went, I don't know. It's done. I had to do it. Aye. One foot in front of the other. Exactly. And it's just get up in the morning, stand up, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I love myself. I have to find the confidence to get through today. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it doesn't matter what people think. It's just about you. Yeah. It was the initial thing was to get out of bed in the morning and feel the floor. Uh-huh. And the very outset, you said about how you were sort of dedicating this talk and this where you are in your life to your two sons. They've only ever known you like this because they were just wee babies when you changed yourself. They were, they were, child, they were children. So what impact has it had on your next generation, therefore? Having a mum that's so focused on moving herself forward, making things happen, finding successes, finding opportunities, can he have not had an impact on them? It's got to have an impact on them. And I do believe, obviously, being a single parent is one of the hardest roles you can do because you're the good, let's no kid on, you're the good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of the things, it doesn't matter what you say, we're not one or defend you. But bottom of the line is, They've come through a better life than anyone. I mean, I've never missed out on anything. And you do feel guilty, and I must admit to many, many business women out there, you do feel guilty that you're away to work with your relationship at home. But that's just part of generational life. Do you know what I mean? But they both have done well for themselves. It's like everything else. You learn with them, they learn with you as well. Do you know what I mean? There's challenges. I've dealt with the challenges as well. Has it been affected the family was in their life? Probably, yeah. But at the end of the day, they survived it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because to me, as I say to the boys, he's still out there somewhere. He made that choice not to see his. But in fairness, Trisha didn't have that chance with her children. She just got took away in a box. Thomas never had that chance to be part of that world. So there's bigger challenges out there than just a parent, an absent parent in their life. Uh-huh. I mean, the substitutes, there's other people there. Whereas when you've not had that chance, you don't wake up yeah. and you're taken away. Right, then the children to me are worse than what you've got as a single parent. Uh-huh. It's just part of the world. 
Yeah. And you talked about that survival kit you had 22 years ago. That is how you managed to get through it. What things have you added to your survival kit as life goes on? Uh, the most important thing I think I've added to it was focusing myself, focusing where my journey is going to be, okay? Writing down every single day what I want to achieve on that day or where my family want, what I want to achieve for them as well, okay? But being about the right people, being about positive people yeah. and getting that mindset right. The mindset's the biggest. Now, I'm not going to lie about it, and I still go to my bed some days and think I kind of get up, my head's bursting. We all do, we all do. Um, <laughs> Still get into a black hole. I, I mean, I don't lie about it. I'm still on the taps. But the bottom line is, I know I can survive today because I know there's worse people out there dealing with worse things in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And how do you feel about now, you know, you've had this 22 years. I've only met you a couple of weeks ago, but it seems like you've really got your head switched on. You know what you're doing. You know, you're very passionate about everything that you do. What does that make you feel about like everything you've learned in life in the last 22 years that survival kit that stuff you add that gratitude that you've got that planning that mindset how does that make you feel about whatever's coming down the road next to you I can survive it death doesn't worry me I know I can survive it I know I've sorted everything out but it happens it happens it's just part of life I'm dealing with dementia just now I've done seven years with my auntie I'm dealing with two years with Ryan's mum she's staying with us so I've dealt with that as well my attitude is whatever's going to chart my door today we will have to just deal with it in a survival way, okay? But what I can say is my biggest gift back to people, because I know what it was like when I got the gift, is I'm more than happy to help anyone out there that's struggling with the same kind of impact in life. And that's where my education taught me. Give it back. Tell people your stories. And that's how I think it's a phenomenal thing you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Having the podcast about everybody's experience in life. Because none of us have got the same life experience. No. No, and I mean, it's interesting about whatever chaps your door, you know, you'll survive. And like, it feels ages ago now, but like when the pandemic came to our door, like me and my husband were about like, I'm sure we can cope with this. How did you feel when the, especially considering your business is in property, how did you feel when the pandemic came, Chapman? My main concern on the, the property side of things, I was quite fortunate because I set it up that, uh, it was in social housing contracts, so it was quite safe for the property side. Where I did struggle was we brought Brian's mum to us because she had taken dementia and there was no care home supply for her. And she's been staying with me for now two and a half years, right? But what I can say with the pandemic, yeah, everybody was scary and I could see it, but we were fortunate we never lost anybody through the pandemic. Although it was scary, we were in the one house and I get everything. Mentally, it was hard. Aye. Mentally, it was hard. But I keep thinking to myself, we're blessed. There was a lot of people worse off than us. We didn't lose anyone through the pandemic close to us. Um, if anything, we cared more. Yeah. So obviously, we had Brian's mum with us, a little Maisie, and we looked after her right through the, the whole of pandemic. So it is what it is. And he's had the pleasure now of looking after his mum. So as I keep saying, look, we'll survive no matter what the throat is. We'll just have to deal with uh-huh. it. So pandemic was hard for a lot of people. I see it changing in the property market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was a survivor of that one. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. And I think you talked about the people that you surround yourself with, about the energy you surround yourself with. Yeah. Now, that I think is vitally important and I'm 100% on board with you. Where I think it can be tricky is if somebody that, that's in your life that you do care about, that you do love, but they are an energy drainer and they're pulling the life out you, what do you do with that? Basically, my... 
the coaching experience is taught me either love you and I'll cuddle you, right? Or I'll just put you the bum, basically. And I just say, there's, there is a few people disagreeing me, okay? And I just say, look, what have you got to complain about today? Exactly. What have you got to complain about? You don't have cancer. You don't have um, dementia. You don't have an illness. You've got a wee cold. Go and take two paracetamols and buck up your ideas. And that is, I'm brutally honest with you, and I've not got a great deal of sympathy streak in me when it's just attention-seeking. Do you know what I mean? But I say to everybody, look, you've got the choice. Maybe I can't get a holiday. Well, if you can't get a holiday, how can we get your holiday? How can you organise a holiday? Right. I, I don't get any time off work. I've got the kids. Well, let's see if we can bring somebody else in to support and help you. Right. Okay? But there's hundreds of winters out there and there's a hundred of energy drainers out there, let me tell you. And I've dealt with a few of them. But I'm very much, I'll give you a hug. We need your hugs. But you have to take action and the action's always been my, my focus point take the action which may be write five things down at night time that you want to do the next day and just and just attack them because mm-hmm. we just need to keep moving forward don't we because if you sit there Anne, and you listen to them they're going to constantly drain that and constantly say that to you so you have to put the, the shield down and say stop Aye. No, there's worse people off than you Aye. I'm totally with you thank you so mm-hmm. much Heather for joining me you're very welcome man Thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Take care. Bye. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.